This episode of the Second Floor Podcast is brought to you by Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Good evening, world, North America, Edmonton. It is your boy, DJ Kennedy, as you formerly know me, Kenny, with your host, Cassius. You know it. We are so excited to be here today. I am fresh off of Portugal from two days ago. So pardon me if I trip up my words because I've been trying to learn Portuguese. I've been trying to immerse myself in the culture of what Europe offers. And I'm back, baby. I'm so excited to be back on the show today. Omid and I are pretty excited to take a huge dive today on our show into talking about the importance of vacation um, and also debating whether or not vacation is even worth it for those out there who are grinding beyond the nine to five, who are leaders, who are entrepreneurs, who may feel a sense of guilt of whether or not a vacation's worth it. And we're going to bring on, uh, you know, just some personal stories wrapped around, you know, how we look at vacation and, and some of the things that if you are planning on going away from the work that you're doing, how to best prepare to come back to pretty much pick up where you left off if that's even possible, you know? So uh, we're excited. We're going to talk a lot about that. We hope you enjoyed that first track. If you're listening to the Full Switch series for the first time today on the Universal Radio Network, uh, let us just guide you through and tell you a little bit about what we talk about, you know? We bring on aspiring leaders of today to empower people to become the best versions of themselves tomorrow and the next day and the next day after that. So a lot of what we talk about is wrapped around, you know, personal experiences of Omid and I, you know, as we're, you know, stepping up in the things that we're doing and we're super passionate about, we're seeing a lot of uh, just unique experiences that we've learned, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, so we can uh, empower others to uh, potentially not make the same mistakes as we've had, but also, you know, get guests on as well who are leaders in their own space to share stories on um, how to just, become a better leader. That's something that I find is very pressing in our time and in our day and age now where, let's be honest, I've been there, Omen's been there, we've talked about it on previous episodes. Sometimes it's not the work you're doing that makes you leave your position. It's who's leading, it's who's running the show. You might not resonate with that person, you might not jive with them, or the way they're building their culture within the place you're working at, it just doesn't work for you. So anyway, I could go on and on about it. You guys are going to get a taste of what this is all about. Um, I'm just going to like quickly check in with Omid here. How you doing, man? You and I haven't been on the show in a while together. I know. It's been a couple weeks. How was your Portugal trip, man? <sighs> man. Talk about that break. Talk about... I want to know a little bit more about like how you set yourself up before you left to Portugal. Because obviously you lead a, a number of trainers. You are a leader in your space. And uh, you know on this topic of leadership on this topic about break and vacation i kind of want to get to know a little bit more about how you personally you know take a break because man you're one of the only people i know that is you're just a workhorse man you're always on and i feel like that has to have some good and bad to it right and there's obviously times where you decide to turn it off and so i want to know you know, from the Portugal trip, because obviously that was a couple weeks away from your regular routine. How did you set yourself up um, going into the trip? And, and, and what are some some maybe tips or, or, or some stuff that, that our audience can take away? 
Yeah, damn, that's a loaded question, man. There's, there's so many different angles we can take. And I appreciate you saying that, man. Like, you make a good point. It's not easy to just get up and leave, right? Uh, let's put it this way. I couldn't have done this last minute. You know, me going away to Portugal is something that's been planned and has been in the works, to be very honest with you, for uh, at least a year. You know, it, it's been... Um, fermenting in my mind for quite some time. Uh, I knew in and around this time I was going to go somewhere. Um, to be fully transparent with you, man, this time was going to be uh, a moment in my life, I thought, last year that was going to be very transitional. I, I thought I was going to, you know, become a full-time entrepreneur at this point. I was going to pivot away from my 9 to 5, believe it or not. And I wanted to treat myself to, to go away for a little bit and come back. So naturally, as, as the course of the year unfolded, I um, I didn't end up leaving my job. Um, you know, there, there's many reasons why as to that uh, without getting too much into it. I just personally felt like despite still being there, um, let's be honest, I have vacation days and I still want to take them. But outside of that, I still wanted to make that promise to myself to go somewhere and um, be able to recognize the importance of taking a step back. Um, I travel a lot and you know this, man. Like I... I'm in and out of the city quite frequently, especially the past two years. My other trips weren't vacations, though. They were solely for the purpose of going to compete in jiu-jitsu. And then I'd stay for like maybe two or three days. This was in full two weeks. I was fully away. So in order to plan how to do this, I'm going to say guilt-free, quote-unquote, knowing I'm in a position in my um, respective endeavors, right? managing a good life, our podcast, this radio show, um, you know, everything in between, family obligations. Um, I knew that I needed to make sure, especially with my management position, that I needed to find people who can do certain parts of my position. So I needed to rely and trust my team that I'm delegating aspects of what I do, especially in support of our newest trainers, I needed the veteran trainers, the ones that have been around the block for some time to be able to have the newer trainers lean on them. To be honest, man, like when I first started, I'd almost feel guilty of asking that. But in my opinion, I feel like when you do enough for your team, they're willing to do something for you. You know, they're willing to recognize that they're not just going to have the newest trainers just like wait for you to come back in two weeks. Because to be honest, that's, that's kind of detrimental to their position. So I strategically wanted to finish their training program and at least get them as self-sufficient as they could be in the beginning before I left. Then I created a buddy system. So I made sure that each one of the newest trainers had a trainer they could talk to at least three times a week to check in to see if there's anything they need. So overall, man, is like, I recognize that in order for me to go as much as I could have had a thousand reasons not to, I knew that going was the smartest thing I needed to do for myself, for my mental health, for my um, joy of traveling the world. You know, with the COVID that we've experienced for the past two years, it set us back and gave us a million reasons to this day to not go anywhere. Despite that, I am so glad I'm back, man. Like I'm, you know, as much as I enjoyed my trip, it's like when you go away for that long, you come back with even more energy, with even more excitement to do what you love. No, that makes sense, man. And I and I kind of have a, a similar story where, 
you know, uh, I was in Boston for a couple weeks, right, recently. And um, even before uh, leaving to Boston, right before I left, we had a ton of in video inquiries right, right in that last week. And, um, you know, I'm thankful to have a great team. It's like you said, a little bit of buddy system, a little bit of expectations, and also allowing my team to be like entrusting them fully right um and and that was kind of i was i was unsure because i was kind of norm normally i'm kind of there and so i kind of feel like okay if if an individual can't pick up certain things then at least i'm there whether that's with a client whether that's with the video whether that's anything in between, I know that I can kind of pick up the pieces if needed. Normally, I don't have to anyways, but just in case, you know, a client for some reason is is a little more challenging than others, um, then I can, I can kind of pick up those pieces. And so I really like the idea of the buddy system because I think it's so true. Because if one person for some reason is struggling in one area, the other person can pick it up or the other person can kind of bounce back ideas or feedback. And, and I think that's really important. And, um, you know, for me, it was just like, man, the mo every time I leave on some sort of vacation, it, a bunch of things start popping up business-wise. Uh, and so luckily I have a great team and, you know, they're able to, you know, step up to the plate whenever, you know, necessary, right? And that's the thing, right? Like there's this concept we talk a lot about of, you know, shutting your brain off uh, from, from work when you're away. Right. A lot of people respectfully do that, especially when they're away with family or they're away with loved ones. They, they don't want to be pulled apart or sidetracked from the work they're doing. So I'm curious to know, man, like from your perspective, how much are you checking your emails? How much are you actually working while you're away vacationing? And uh, if however way you look at it, what would you share with our audience as far as if they're wondering what the right thing is to do um, when it comes to how much you should look into work while you're away? Yeah, no, it's a great question, man. I mean, personally for me, I itch to get back into work all the time. So I have an issue <laughs> with with completely turning off. And I think I think it's just habit, right? I think I've built that habit for for such a long time. And um and I and I think, you know, as as entrepreneurs or business owners or people that are running their own projects, uh, leading a team, you can't really turn off. You know what I mean? You can't really just completely turn off because at the end of the day, you're the last stop for your business. You're the last stop for anything that goes wrong. So, but I, I, I guess what I did last year was I went to Dubai and that's a completely different, you know, obviously it's a completely different time zone. And, you know, when I'm awake, everyone's sleeping and when I'm sleeping, everybody's awake. Right. And so that kind of forced me to, okay, during the day when I'm up for me anyways, I can't talk to my team because my team's sleeping, uh, clients are sleeping because <laughs> my business is primarily primarily local. So um, it, that forced me out of, okay, I can't go on my laptop and check emails. I can't talk to people. I could, but everyone's sleeping. So that kind of allowed me to turn off a little bit of that. that where, and it actually took me like three or four days. It took me a good three or four days before I was like, okay, I'm in quote unquote vacation mode. Um, and it allowed me to separate myself a little bit, but, um, but if, if you're not in a position where you're halfway across the world, I, I think the biggest thing is just these devices, man, right? Not having these devices on you, being immersed in whatever city country you're in, um, be immersed and, and try to focus your attention on 
whatever it is you're there for. So whether that's jujitsu, like like you have been in in some other places, right? Different cities you've gone to jujitsu uh, tournaments and and whatnot. So focusing on that, or focusing on hey, if you're going to see a friend, you know, focusing on that relationship, cultivating that, doing stuff there. Um, I think that was something that I needed to to do, and I think that helped a lot. Man, you make such a good point about what the focus is, right? Um, especially there's different stages to your vacations. Like my initial focus for this jujitsu, and you're going to laugh because you're always like, every time you go somewhere, you're going to go do a damn jujitsu tournament. <laughs> and that's what happened, right? So I started off with the jujitsu tournament and that focus was first three days, adjust to the climate, get used to the weather, get used to the new sleeping pattern, get a couple good sweats in at different gyms. Okay, compete. Then after the focus changed. Right. Then the focus on this trip, honestly, was enjoy. And I'm really glad you kind of talked about in a way where when you have a certain focus, all of a sudden decisions you make and habits you have in your day to day are going to reflect what that focus is. It was so easy for me, man. Like, you know, Danny's one of our best friends. Danny and I just both made a mutual agreement with one another. He said, are you going to get a phone plan? I said, you know what? No. So what about you? He says, I was thinking it too. No. Well, get Wi-Fi when we need it. Obviously, the con to this was, what if we lose each other? Right? How do we get a hold of one another, right? KB made a good point of that. And there were a few moments where obviously it could have been beneficial if we had one another's devices and phones. But I mean, being able to be on airplane mode on our devices, how much less likely are we now on our phones? How much more likely are we actually enjoying the trip and the place that we're in? Because it's so cliche to say while you're there is, hey, enjoy, carpe diem, seize the day. You're going to go back soon. You're not going to get this. And then when you go back, it hits you like a truck, man. You know, you're just like back and you're like, where's all my beautiful architectural buildings and culture? And where's my cafe on every second corner? Because it's not going to be there when you get home. So like when you're really trying to like squeeze the juice out of the lemon entirely, these small little things like, you know, having a phone plan while you're away, Ask yourself, how necessary is it based off of what your objective is on that trip? No, 100%. I, I agree with that totally. I think I think putting obstacles in your way for those devices now allows you to, you know, uh, disconnect, right? The, le the less resistance to go on your phone or a laptop or talk to a team member or whatever the case then the more likely you'll probably go on to that device, right? This episode of the Second Floor Podcast is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Life as a business owner can be hectic to say the least, and Alberta Blue Cross understands that. They offer flexible health, dental, life, and disability coverage for your employees. Even better, you can let your staff enroll and manage their coverage at any time on any device. You've got this when it comes to group coverage for your small business, and Alberta Blue Cross has got your back. To learn more and explore your options, head over to ab.bluecross.ca. And, you know, I hope everyone's appreciating the new flavor of music that we're putting up, Omid. You know, like we put up Warni Warni, we put up on uh, a Parvi, we're putting on music from all around the globe. 
you know, and that's something that I, I care a lot about is, you know, not only the conversations we're having on our show, but the music, the flavors, the spice, you know, the texture. These are things that I really want to bring to the table. And, uh, you know, there's no better timing, I find, for me to say this because earlier before we played a song, we were talking about just the creative space and time you have to think while you're away on vacation. And... There were so many moments, man. I was in a nice cafe, nice restaurant, and there was such good music playing. And if you ask me where I found that Aparvi song, I was just sitting in this nice lounge, man, you know, sipping on this beautiful, like, house-made cocktail. And I heard the song play on, and I'm so glad. Like, we have, to this day, things that exist, like Shazam, you know, and, and no, we were not sponsored by Shazam yet. But to be able to play that app and just put it in the air and figure out what song is playing magnificent man like i had that song connected to my phone and i listened to that song every day while i was away and uh, i just i want to share that because i find it's really cool where so much of music connects us to memories and i'll never forget man one of my good friends uh jyoti said this actually he was like listen man like when you're away i was in chicago at the time he's like keep playing the same four or five songs over and over and over again and he's like i can guarantee you every time you play that song it's gonna bring you back to memories that are going to help you remember like what you did and what happened on that trip. And it's such a simple way of putting it, but man, like, I don't know if you feel this way, but you play a song, even to this day, like it just brings you back to moments. And it's just funny when you put it in that sense, how much it connects you to certain like places or things you've done in your life. Yeah, absolutely, man. No, I feel that every, every trip has those tunes, man. Every, every trip has those tracks and they do bring you back. So no, I, f- I feel you on that. So, so Kenny, let's talk about our, our topic, right? Um, on leaders taking a break, how they take a break. Um, you know, discuss, tell me a little bit about that. Tell me a little bit about what, you, you know, you were talking about this just before the break. Um, yeah, let's, let's talk about that. Yeah, man. I mean, when, when you look into seeing what certain leaders are doing or anyone with a really demanding position they're in i find there's this unfortunate guilt that will carry where it's like do we go should we go is it the right time to go these are always questions that are brewing in our head i'm gonna be honest with you man i'm really glad like if you ask me when i decided to consider this portugal trip i just knew that around this time october 2022 i'm going overseas somewhere Um, I thought this last year. So I think, of course, it's important to plan ahead, whatever ahead is for you. Just ensure that you and your team and everyone is aware of when you're leaving. And when you do go, in order to make sure that business is still moving and your team is still feeling supported, let's face it, there's going to be some decisions of delegation that are going to be needed to be made about for you to at least feel like you can sleep peacefully. <laughs> you know, for my sake, sorry, not my sake, for, for my situation. You know, I had, when I was away, about a team of 14 personal trainers. And three of which are brand new. So I needed to strategically make sure that I finished the training program to make sure I make the new trainers as close to being self-sufficient as possible before I go. It doesn't make sense for me to hire them one week later leave. It's like, okay, let's hire them six weeks out. Let's have that vacation. 
So timeline-wise, I found that it was very important for me to make that decision, Omid. But another thing is, while I go, who's taking care of them? Who can I trust on my team? Which veteran trainers that have been around for five plus years are going to be willing to actually take care of the new trainers? Because they know what that felt like in the beginning when there's no manager around. You know, so I had to trust my team, man. I had to be able to go to them, sit them down and strategically pick and choose who's going to do the best job at doing a certain part of what I do to help the team out. So, for instance, I had one person who was like a, a, the liaison to communicating with the general manager. So that way they were aware of any new members or any new clients that are getting training packs. Are they being delivered to the right trainer like that? meeting that I have every day with a general manager had to be done with somebody. So that was done with, okay, this trainer. Good. Next thing. Who are going to be the three or four go-to personal trainers that can create a nice little buddy system? The ones that are going to be able to sit down and chat with one of the trainers two, three times a week, just to make sure that any questions they may have can get answered or anything about training protocol will be handled. So I felt good doing that, man. Like I knew that Number one, I didn't have to do it. But number two, I'm, I'm sc screwing over my team. I, I'm, I'm not going to leave and then make them feel unsupported. I have to make our team down to the culture of what we are. As I always say, we're one team. We're here to help one another out. So here's a perfect example of demonstrating that. And uh, that's, that's pretty much what really helped me have more clarity around knowing that my team will be okay. Yeah, you know? no, absolutely. I relate to that because... <clears throat> Even when I went on my Boston trip, um, you know, I had a ton of work that came in all of a sudden, uh, especially on the video end of things, right? And luckily, I have an amazing team that I didn't really have to worry about whether or not the job was going to get done. It was more so that I got these inquiries a little bit new. And normally, I kind of handle the client-facing side of things. Um, and so not being around that... Um, I, I kind of felt a little bit uncomfortable. Um, and luckily, the, the I think the biggest thing is, is having systems in place, having the right individuals who can step up to the plate and handle certain things while you're away. I think that's the biggest key. And and, and if, if you develop a, a solid system and, and a buddy system is fantastic, right? You know, our team worked together while I was away um, to get certain projects done. And and. I was relieved, right? It was like, hey, you know, like I didn't have to worry about, oh, what's going to happen if the client asks for X, Y, Z or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, the guys had to do a little bit more, right? And they stepped up to the plate and, and, and they conquered that, right? And so I think one of the things is that having that solid system before you end up going away or changing your routine, whatever the case is, having that solid system beforehand, um, will allow you to enjoy your vacation, enjoy your break. Um, not that you can turn off entirely. Um, I don't personally believe you, you, you can, especially when you're the last stop of your business. Um, if you are a bigger business and you have multiple managers, you know, multiple executives, then possibly. But if you are the founder, the CEO, the, the, the operations guy, Anyone that's in a role where things rely on you to move, um, you can't really turn off because if you turn off, you know, the business kind of 
runs off off the rails. So, um, but having those systems in place while you're gone, I think, is a big help. So in that case, when you feel like you personally can't turn that off, how often when you're away on a vacation for you, are you checking your emails or getting back to your team? Like, do you have a system within the system while you're away to do so? No, I think I, I think it's one of those things that we talked about where, you know, having those obstacles so that you don't check. Um, it's I think for me, I need those resistance. I need that obstacle. Um, I need to not buy the the da- the data plan, right? I need to only strictly work off Wi-Fi if I'm in a different town or a city, um, and I I gotta per- almost be disciplined not to look, and that's very difficult, especially when you're in the habit of constantly checking these devices. And I really love that you and Danny, while you guys were in Portugal, decided not to buy um, you know a, a data plan, right? I think that's that that's a conscious decision that you made. So even if you did pull out your phone while you're out and about, you can't. You can't check Instagram. You can't go on social media. You can't go and check your Gmail or your email. And and I think adding those resistance, even not only even when you're away, but when you're in, in, in your city, in your routine, and you've realized, oh man, like I'm on my phone six hours a day. You know, I'm on I'm on social media six hours a day. Well, I mean, it's not gonna just one act of not going on your phone help you it's going to be a multitude of things and i think one thing is having those resistances putting your phone in the other room not buying that big data plan where you have unlimited data um, doing those little things allows you to kind of steer your focus away from that um, for a period of time and go to something else so when you were talking about the certain let's put it this way like you mentioned something about how often you can rely on your team. Not how often, but more so you trusting your team that they can do certain aspects of your position that you do, that you're the master of. I'll give you an example. So I told you, like I had a team of 14. I came back. Two trainers are gone. Oh, wow. Right? So one of them happened, to be honest, like right at the beginning where I was able to go over the steps. The other one happened in the middle of my trip. And this is kind of one of those situations where I could kind of share the full extent of it and what ended up happening on the concept of it's important to disconnect and trust your team. The general manager, she didn't know whether or not she should tell me that this person resigned. So either way, I'll be honest, I found out just by checking my email. Now, again, talking about periodically, it's not something I did every day. I could probably count less than one hand. I probably checked it three times. I'm glad. I'm really glad that was the case because the whole concept going back to the theme was to let's enjoy, let's recharge. You can revisit it when you're back. So I saw the resignation letter coming on the email. And then the general manager, she was, I'm telling you, she was debating whether or not she should tell me. She didn't want to bother me. She knew it was my vacation. So she talked to another one of the trainers. And she's like, I don't know if I should tell him or not. And he said, you should tell him. Like, just just tell him. Like, I have a feeling he would appreciate if you just told him. So you know what? Out of respect, she told me. I'll, I'll own it right now. I'm glad she did. Did it make me extremely stressed? Yes. Did I start realizing, like, oh, like, man, of all people, like, aside from a trainer leaving, I was like, this person left, you know, there's, there's a certain people you realize like, Oh, you would have never realized it. Right. So outside of that, here's what I really appreciated. 
first thing I'm thinking of is, oh, I got to connect with the trainer personally. I got to, you know, do an exit interview. I got to tell the trainer what they need to do before they leave. You know, they have a boatload of clients. I want to make sure that they're transferring every single person and they need to make sure that programs are sent. Information is being done. Like there's a whole process to this, right? You don't just get up and leave and all your clients that you still have to take care of, just figure it out. No, like we have to make sure people are getting the best next trainer that's going to help them out. So this is what I really appreciated. My general manager said, Kenny, what do I do? And you, you let me know, I'll take care of it. I just wrote down a hit list of certain aspects that need to get done in transition of a client moving to another trainer, what that trainer needs to have on them. And she says, got it, I'll take care of it. And then I kept, I'll be honest, I kept rambling on. I was like, oh, like, let me know, keep me informed. Like, you know, this, this sucks, this and that. And she says, hey, you know what? What's done is done. Go back, enjoy your trip. Just go back to it. We'll take care of it. And when it came down to when I thought about it, number one, I was so grateful, man. I was like, you know what? This is what it's all about. You've got people who have your back. You know, shout out to my GM. Like that, I was very appreciative of that. Number two is you have to recognize what's in your control and what isn't, especially at the times in which you're thousands of miles away from being able to have any control over situation. And sometimes you just have to respect and understand that right now your focus is to enjoy. You literally have to tell yourself this has to wait. Because right now, I can only really make so much of an impact. What's done is done. I can't save this person and I'm not gonna call all their clients right now because I'm away. But what's gonna be done is, it's gonna be taken care of while I'm away. And that was done in 30 seconds. Great stories are timeless. To be a great storyteller, one must bridge the gap between an alluring narrative and the audience. To pull with the heartstrings, and to shape the imagination. At Q Films Media, we're more than just a media production agency. We are a powerhouse of creative individuals, content creators, who specialize in telling great stories. Stories that are intimate and kept closest to the heart. Stories that are powerful and inspiring that spark boldness and action. We are Q Films Media. We're here to tell your story. We are always unseen. You know, we've been talking a lot today about vacations, how to prepare for them, the importance of them, you know, bringing some highlights around design week, and now we're just going to bring it back to really the concept overall. I'm very curious to ask Omid this. You know, going on vacation reminds me a lot of how much does one truly balance out work with personal life. And, you know, Omid, I want to ask you, is just going on, let's say, your two-week vacation um, for the year that you've got allotted by your nine-to-five job, you know, just forcing yourself to go on a trip to Mexico or going away for two weeks out of the year, and let's just say, we'll call it that. I go away, come back, live my life. Is that the only act of work-life balance, or is there more to this story? Yeah, no, I think um, I think that's one factor of it for sure. Um, where I really believe is sort of, I guess, work-life balance. It's not necessarily work-life balance. I don't really believe in work-life balance, 
I, I more so believe in the fact of how can you have work and play interchangeable? No, no, almost interchangeable, but work smoothly together. Like at the same time. At the same time, right? So vacation almost is like escapism, right? It's like getting away from your problems or getting away from your nine to five. Um, now, I understand that not everyone has the opportunity to um, interchange the two, if you will. Um, but, you know, I, I I watched this video from Simon Sinek and, you know, he says, you know, opposed to a work-life balance, you know, balance is achieved by two opposing forces. And why, why should work and life and play be uh, in opposition of each other? You know, why should they be opposite of each other, right? You know, if you're struggling to find work-life balance, you know, no amount of yoga is going to fix that. You know what I mean? Um, so trying to find a way where they kind of interconnect, if you will. Um, so you're not kind of confined to the hours of the day necessarily, but where you choose to put your effort. And, you know, and that's the beauty of running your own business or being a freelancer or running a team and you have kind of control over your day. You can now say, you know what? You know, at 4 o'clock, uh, 4, 4 p.m., you want to go for a run? Because it's a beautiful day out well you can you know if you if if you can create that sort of schedule for yourself and again i'm not naive to the fact that not everybody can do this but you know simon argues you know he argues that the things that we treat you know ourselves with you know our mind our body our spirit those are things that need to be fulfilled more than just evenings and weekends. You can't just fulfill those on the off hours. You know what I mean? And so just like you can't choose to, you know, have a brilliant idea um, at the time where you want it, you know, you can't just like come off with an idea just right on the spot. Uh, you know, it's the same as just turning on like, oh, I, I want to have a break now because it's a feeling. You know, when you're when you're frustrated, when you're overwhelmed and you need to take a break, well, the hours in the day aren't specifically designed. OK, you know, Kenny needs a break right now. So I think I, the, the argument is, is how can you find a way where you can balance the two together, interchange them together or at least have something smooth? Um, one example that Simon does for his company, and I know not not probably not many companies do this, is he has a duvet day. So all of his team members have five du duvet days, he calls it. Basically what it is, is if you wake up in the morning and you're just not feeling like working, you wake up, the sun's shining, you want to go to the beach. You don't want to go to work. Well, you can call in and say, hey, I'm having my duvet day. See you guys. Click. So having one of those and letting the team know, okay, you can go on off spend time with your children, go to the beach, do whatever, do whatever you want. In reality, in real kind of, not reality, but in traditional companies, what is that? You pick up the phone. <laughs> uh, I'm feeling a little sick today. Sorry, Kenny, I can't come in. I don't mm -hmm. feel good. Not feeling guilty to just pick up the phone and be like, hey, I'm just gonna have my day. Exactly. I don't need to pretend to be sick to say so. Exactly. But it happens, right? People call in sick days, even though you're completely healthy. Especially during COVID, right? The fear of like, oh my God, if I say I'm sick, then I'm not going to be in my job for two weeks. I can't manage that, right? Yeah. And so basically his argument is just call it out. You know, you know your team members, even though if they're completely healthy, they need that break or they need that day. 
So. Wow. Yeah. Really good points, man. I mean, the biggest thing that resonates with me with what you said is just a reminder of if you're constantly arguing that you don't have enough work-life balance, then let's argue the fact that you don't like the work you're doing in the first place. Hmm. You know, at the end of the day, don't get me wrong. Balance is needed. I agree. Have time, undivided attention, a certain level of devotion to the work you do. And we all are willing to do that. We're that much more likely to not go on our darn phones when we're getting paid compared to going on them when we're with our loved ones. And that even in reverse, full switch, is a reminder to recognize that outside of work, Pay attention to how much you enjoy time with the family that you're with and that you created or the people that you choose to spend time with. No one's forcing you to be with them other than yourself. You could full switch, walk away. Yeah, and full ditch. Yeah, exactly. So, man, like what you just said really strikes a chord there because it's like no one's forcing you to do anything other than yourself. But even, uh, you know, I'll, I'll bring an example, man, right? Like, I think the pursuit of these things, like, again, not everybody has the opportunity to do that. You know, you got to work your nine to five. You only get 15 minute breaks here and there. It's very structured, right? But pursuing that lifestyle, figuring out how you can get there. And my whole entire life, I was the same way. I've worked every job you can imagine. I've worked every job you can imagine. And going through those, those were pain points for me. I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to make videos. I remember talking to myself while I was, you know, I was working for the city of St. Albert mowing lawns and it's very labor intensive work. You're cutting grass all day in the heat um, and it starts off early and ends late. And all I could think about was, man, I just want to be able to make videos. I want to be able to wake up and work full time and, and do the creative things that I want to do. And so constantly that was in the back of my head, right? While I'm working the nine to five that I don't like, how do I continuously learn and pursue the lifestyle that I want to live one day? That took a few years, you know, it wasn't easy. It was hard. I had no help. There was nobody telling me, hey, this is how you run a business. This is how you run operations. This is how you hire people. This is how you fire people. This is how you, you know, create systems. It was a constant battle every single day. But at the end of the day, you know, you will get to that next level. You will figure out that lifestyle that you want to live as long as you continuously pursue it. I respect that, man. Wow. This episode is brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta, offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. Shop local. In Alberta, you get to choose who to buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. If you choose Park Power, you are choosing a positive local business. Plus, Park Power shares its profits with local not-for-profits that are working to make a difference for their communities. Shopping local is very important to Park Power's owner, Chris Kozowski, and we love local here at the Alberta Podcast Network. So it's just a great fit. Learn more at parkpower.ca. I did keep you all on the edge of your seats, didn't I? Everyone out here is wondering, can he tell us? What is it about a vacation that makes it the best when you plan it the way that you just did with Portugal? And I'm going to tell you. Here's what you got to do. And bear with me because I'm going to be honest with you. Disclaimer. I am someone who was and is 
uncomfortable with this concept. But by doing it for the first time in a vacation, I recognize just how much better it is. So here's my secret. When you go somewhere, let's say in this instance, Portugal, and you're thinking about the time you're ready to put in planning the trip, I want you to stop right there. Don't plan the trip. Just go. Show up. See what happens. And this is something that I give so much credit to, to my brother and my best friend, Danny. These two are very spontaneous in design. They let whatever it is they're searching for find them. They don't find it. And it's the concept of, you know, when you go somewhere, how guilty are you of just being programmed in a way where you need to know what's expected. You need to have an idea of what your day looks like. For someone who's a leader in my respective space, that's what every day for me looks like. I need to know it. I wake up in the morning. What does my day look like? What's my 9 a.m.? What's my 9.30? What's my 10? All the way up until 6 o'clock, right? Like everything's booked back to back. And I'm sure I'm speaking on behalf of many other people out there that either run a business or are a manager or a leader in the respective space. Am I right? Yes. Thank you for your responses. So here's what you do. And here's the benefit of it. When you go, obviously, when you wake up in your day, start walking, go explore, see what naturally comes to your attention. And I'm telling you, everyone who's listening, the experience of whatever you plan spontaneously that day becomes a thousand times better. And I'm going to give you one example. Okay. Don't get me wrong. In Portugal, there were a few things on the hit list. Right? I wanted to see a Fado show. I wanted to go surfing. I wanted to um, obviously see some culture, see some history. I wanted to eat a pastel de nada, which I was guilty of eating every day. Now, all of those things were done on, it, it was designed in a way where I didn't know what day was going to happen. That was the best part. Like I woke up one day and I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm surfing today. I didn't plan this. It's kind of happened last minute. So I'll give you an example. The Fado Show. What is a Fado Show? Let's look up the definition. Fado is the folk music of Lisbon's rustic neighborhoods. Since the mid-1800s, it's been the Lisbon blues, as they like to say. Mournfully beautiful and haunting ballads about lost sailors, broken hearts, and bittersweet romance. How awesome is that? Fado means, to the T, fate. How fate deals with Portugal's adventures and the families they leave behind. Thank you, ricksteves.com, for being able to share that information. Now, here's how it went down. It was so cool. I kept as the days going by. I wondered, man, like, Danny, KB, let's book a Fado show. Let's book a Fado show. I want to see this. And they're like, yeah, 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 we'll, we'll get it. We'll get there. We'll get there. Mind you, no planning. So we're hungry. And one day we walk into this authentic Portuguese restaurant. It's in the nook and crannies of this tiny little neighborhood. And for those of you who've been to Portugal or know, there's like 20, 30, 40 cafes, restaurants just lined up back to back in these little tiny little huts, pretty much the size of our studio. Anyway, we sit down and just magically out of nowhere, we're getting our sangarias, we're getting our food. 
out comes these two gentlemen with their guitars. One guy comes out. They say, hey, senor, you mind being a little quiet? We are about to start a photo show. And I was like, yo, we're about to see a Fado show. This is going to be unreal. And like, man, like serotonin levels, like dopamine. I'm getting it all. Like it's hitting me so hard, man. Like I just, I didn't plan it. That's the best part. It's like, imagine your friend surprising you on your birthday and actually getting surprised. It's like that, that, that level of spontaneity, if I can say the word right, the level of spontaneity that comes into play. And I was so joyed by it. You know, like every moment, like the singing, the guitar, it was beautiful. And that's just my one example I wanted to share on this whole concept of, you know, when you're going away and you're constantly in your day-to-day life planning everything to the T, switch it up, full switch, right? Go on your vacation and get out of your comfort zone. And, you know, as you find and navigate where you're going that day, let it come to you, man. That's it. So, you know what? If you're wanting to book your next vacation and you want to know how to plan it, you come talk to me because I'm just going to tell you to show up. Amazing, man. Well, I want to I want to kind of switch it back on you again and ask you, okay, well, when you're on vacation, I understand what you do on vacation now, but what are the things you do to take breaks while you're in your routine? That's kind of what I want to know. Like, do you take breaks during during your day? Because... Honestly, from I've known you for over four years now, four or five years, and man, you don't stop. Like <laughs> your schedule is back to back to back to back, and I understand why you're late to everything because <laughs> it's just appointment, 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 all the way up to nine thirty. And I didn't realize it. I didn't realize it until that that the first two years where I was like, man, why is this guy always late? But I realized it's just you're you're a hustler, man. You're back to back to back things. You're just squeezing every minute of your day. So with that being said, when you have a busy week or you have things scheduled for the day, when do you find that moment? Or do you, in between those transitions, sometimes I see you, right? You're gobbling your lunch down first five minutes of a meeting or or whatever the case may be. Do you take that time or do you, do you just go, go, go until the end of the day and then you say, you know what? I got about a half an hour I'm spending that time with my mom. Or I got half an hour, I'm just going to spend that time reading a book. Or do you strategically schedule those things into your day? I'm just curious. That's a great question. Um, Yes, I've been guilty of this. You know, coming from a meeting, going to a meeting, and then going to another meeting. (laughs) Like, look at our day today, right? Coming from work, doing this, and then planning the the next thing, which is, you know, going to go work out with our friends. But despite all that, to answer your question, Omid, what I have done recently i'd say it's been about nine months about six months since i've made this recent switch actually because it's been nine months since i changed the time i go to jujitsu six months ago my break is two hours long i am living the european lifestyle baby i'm having a two-hour break don't get me wrong i'm coming back to work i'm extending my day I'll, i'll own that and i'll say it right that's been my safe haven for every day In my opinion, does every day look the same? No. But the one thing that I truly believe that everyone should have in their day should be the same. For me, it's from 11.30 to 2 p.m. That's my me time. What is my me time? It's jujitsu, plain and simple. I have a 30-minute drive. I have an hour and 15-minute practice. And I have a nice shower that I have after. And then I have a 30-minute drive back to work. 
That's the one thing that never changes every single day. What about before? Before that? Morning meetings. Right? So similar morning, but they're all different in design every day because you never know what's going to be talked about or what's going to be discussed. But the thing I'm trying to get at here, man, to answer your question is I need to make sure for me I have uh, my sport of choice as my crutch. Me going to jiu-jitsu is another person going for a walk. Me going to jiu-jitsu is another person saying that they're going to go on their lunch break and they're leaving their office. Leave the environment, right? Like that's been so beneficial for so many reasons for me, man. Like I show up so much happier afterwards. Right? Don't get me wrong. I'm still happy in the morning, but I'm in my like morning flow. I'm doing my back-to-back meetings. I'm setting everything up for the day. So that way by two o'clock onwards, we know what we need to get done. No, I love that, man. And I think that's that's huge you touched on is the me time. I feel the same way when I'm running, running around, uh, meeting with clients, filming, taking photos for clients, doing the things necessary to run my business. When I don't have that me time, whether it's at the end of the day or the beginning of the day or even in the middle of the day, I tend to feel high anxiety. I get overwhelmed. Um, and it's because I didn't have that time to be creative for myself. I didn't have that time for, for that walk or that workout. I didn't have that time to progress something that I'm passionate about, whether it's the podcast, whether it's my music, these things I didn't have time to do in my day because it was back to back to back to back. And those are the days I feel the worst. Well, they're a byproduct of who you are, right? They're not you. That's the thing that I really, um, care a lot about and I speak on this with potential clients trainers and clients is what are you doing for you today like you're serving others you're slaving away to 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 another person another business another thing it feels empowering it feels good to serve others but you know what it doesn't feel good to keep doing that and not feed your own cup and I'm in an industry where we're personal trainers we need to lead by example And guess what happens? I had this talk, brother, with uh, some of my uh, recent interns, my recent trainers who've been around for three to six months. I say the moment you'd stop caring for yourself because you're so invested in, in, in you getting better at your position and you're so invested in you helping the people that are on your roster, the moment you stop caring for yourself, you're one foot in, one foot out. You're trying to tell a client to come in for three times a week to get a workout in and you haven't worked out once this week? That doesn't sit right with me. That's facts. You know what I mean? Because I seen it, man. I'm at that point now where I'm like hardened by it. I'm upset by it to a degree, as you can tell. Because we're living in a world now where I'm going to say it, man. Those that are younger than us and that are behind us, not everyone. I'm not going to be fully biased here, but I'm seeing it with my own eyes. They don't want to work. They want the easy way out. You know, 30 to 40 hour work weeks are hard for them. Or, or it, it's mentally exhausting. I get it. There's people that have mental health concerns, and that's a whole other topic. But you can't use that as some form of excuse, or you can't use this element of you not being able to just get the job done because you stop taking care of yourself. And then the first thing that people want to get rid of, man, shockingly, guess what it is? Lifting. No. To be honest, it's not, man. It's their job. Uh, Once yes. people stop taking care of themselves, the first thing that they're actually wanting to get rid of is what <coughs> allows them to put food on the table. Right. So they become fully checked out. 
And it's sad, man. It's actually yeah. genuinely sad to see. It's, I've seen it before my eyes. But that's why it's so important. Like, whoever's listening to this, take care of yourself first, right? There's that concept of when the plane's about to fall and it's about to crash and you, you're, you're thinking of your loved one right beside you. Who, let's say for this instance, flight attendant, who is she saying to have put on the life jacket first? The person sitting beside you or the, the little one. No, she says, put it on for you first. Oh, right. Yeah, you're right. She says, you, you got to do it for yourself, yeah. right? So when you're 10,000 feet above the air and you're about to actually die and a flight attendant's telling you to save yourself first, there's some there's some merit to that in, in, in every other aspect of life. You have to take care of yourself before you consider taking care of anybody else. Well, I want to share a story really quick before we wrap things up. There's a guy, he walks... He's, he's walking on the street and he sees a house and on the porch, there's the owner and the dogs. There, there's a dog sitting on the porch with his owner. And as he's walking by, the dog is making this kind of weird moaning sound. It's moaning. And as he's walking by, he can't help, but he asks the owner, he's like, hey, why is your dog moaning like that? Is he okay? The owner says, yeah, he's fine. He's just sitting on a nail. And he asks the owner, well, why doesn't he just get up off the nail and sit somewhere else? The owner says, it's because it doesn't hurt enough to get up and move off that nail. It'll actually hurt more to get off that nail and move somewhere else. It's mm -hmm. actually easier to just moan and sit with that pain. So what, what, what am I saying here? The analogy is, and this goes back to business and life, is that sometimes we're in positions that we don't like, but we refuse to move. We refuse to change. We refuse to grow. And, and, and I bring this back because even when I was working as a lawnmower for the city of St. Albert, in the back of my head, all I was thinking about was how do I make videos for clients? How can I still be creative? How do I fill my cup from six in the morning till three thirty four o'clock? I'm just cutting grass, going through the city, mowing lawn. I'm not fulfilled. I'm tired. I'm waking up early in the morning and I'm doing something that I don't want to do. It's mundane. It's tedious. And the back of my head is like, how do I figure this out? How can I get myself out of this? Every single day after work, no matter how tired I was, learn something about business. Learn something extra about video. How do I edit differently? How do I improve this? How do I get my credit card limit to go up? You know, you're, you're young. You're trying to figure stuff out. It's difficult. Don't get me wrong, a 40-hour work week where you're washing dishes all day or you're doing something that's kind of mundane that's not for you, it's difficult, man, and you want to quit. There's days where I was thought, I was like, why am I doing this? I have a degree from the University of Alberta, and I'm here cutting grass. Nobody's, pick, nobody's answering my calls with my resumes that I'm sending out every single day. But guess what? You chip away at it and you figure it out and you figure it out and you figure it out. And I think that when you have a vision, a strong vision, about where you're wanting to go, then it's okay. Because people are going to question you. Your parents are going to question you. Why are you cutting grass? You have a degree. You know how many times I would hear that? Why are you cutting grass? Why, aren't you, why don't you have a big boy job? I thought you would have a, a real job by now. And I'm sitting there thinking, they have no clue what I'm trying to build. While meanwhile, my friends are buying cars. My friends are buying houses. Everyone's moving up. Everyone's got big boy corporate jobs. And there's... There's Omid sitting in his basement editing videos all day or working for uh, uh, the city of St. Albert 
cutting grass. He's not even using his degree he spent four years working on. So I guess my point here is that when you have a strong vision, the family members, the friends, the people that are questioning you at that time, you won't be, you won't feel that guilt, right? They're guilt tripping you. Go get a big boy job. Go do this. Go do that. What are you doing with your life? When you have that strong vision, doesn't matter how hard of the job the job is. You know where you're you're headed next, and and that's kind of the advice I would leave for for youngsters, for people that are listening who are potentially yeah they 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 don't want to work that forty hour work week. They're tired of that. They want to go make TikToks or do some something else. But at the end of the day. If you have that vision, no matter what it is, you want to make TikToks all day and you want that to be your full-time job, you want to make a podcast and run a podcast and do that for your entire life, that's great. Just figure figure that, continue to pursue that. Because the moment you stop pursuing that and filling your cup, you're going to quit that job. You're going you're gonna to lose momentum, right? But when you have that vision of, I want to make videos, that was mine. I want to make videos. I want to make podcasts. I want to be in media. I want to make music. There's no money in that initially starting. There's, you're not going to be rich and famous and have all these things. So how do I continuously fill my cup every single day? Wow. Man, you inspire me. <laughs> I appreciate beautiful. that, man. That's, that's very, very good advice. It's, it's such a reminder for those listening on this, you know, as we're wrapping up the topic about just you know yourself better than anybody else and don't let anyone get in your head don't let any thing regarding your current reputation status deter you away from why you need to do what you're doing right now um we can't help but compare ourselves to others you know can't help but have our siblings or loved ones or friends even or bystanders people that follow us on instagram whether they share it or not we can't help but always think about what are they thinking about us but Man, that's all noise. That's all noise when, like you just said, when you know why it is you're doing what you're currently doing and the payoff, just keep enjoying the process. Because when you're so fixated also on just the result, you, you're lost. You're not entirely there anymore. And um, I want to add, man, like, trust me when I say this, like, I wish, and I even told trainers that have left me, and to be honest, I'm developing more thicker skin, but I'm like, you know what? If you wanted a break, why didn't you just ask? Here you are ready to give your two weeks. And some people, luckily and thankfully, man, they went, I can do that? I'm like, yeah, take a break. Think about this. You're making a very rash decision right now based off of back to the point we made about we're constantly stimulated with things to do. Watch how different you're going to feel when you got nothing to think about, right? So before you actually consider leaving, do you want to take a mental health break? Or let's call it a break, whatever it is. Go away for a week and let's just see what it does to you. I'm willing to do that. Maybe other people aren't, but I believe in the fact, back to our point about vacations, is if you're getting burnt out, take a vacation. I agree. Yeah. And if yeah. you're noticing that you're not who you truly were or are in the pursuit of getting to the goals you want to accomplish, take a vacation. If you're realizing that you have lost touch with who you really are. Take a vacation. We spent two and a half years in a global pandemic that has changed us. Me, full switch, 180. 
So now you've changed yourself, the process of trying to figure out maybe a new career, maybe uh, this same path in which you're in and trying to navigate a new position in it because you got laid off. Or you're somebody who's just in between trying to just go day by day still with the fear of the, the, the city's going to shut down. Everyone has different opinions on it. But what you need to do is you need to take a vacation. Whether that's a different country, whether that's in the same city you're in, if you got vacation days and you're not using it, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that to me is sad. That's sad. You got time to spend with yourself and you can do anything and you're going to still work? Like, what is what is uh, the economy done to you? What has society done to you? And I get it. Money is tight. People are in tough times. But take a couple days. Watch what that's going to do for you. You're going to feel so juiced up and recharged to come back with a mentality that makes sense. So I'm excited for everybody to hit up our DMs. Let us know where you're going and what your vacation is going to look like, why you're going. And when you come back, tell us about what's changed in your mindset. We hope everybody loved this episode. I certainly did. This is certainly one of my favorites. It's always a blast to talk with Omid. Omid, do you have any last final parting notes you want to share before we end things off with a bang? No, everybody enjoy their weekend. Hope you hope you guys enjoyed that full switch program. And we will see you guys next Friday, 6 p.m. Enjoy the weekend, guys.